Hello, and welcome to the Marriage Can Win Show, and we're your hosts. I'm Eric. Hi, I'm Dr. Sakisha, and our mission is to help educate, empower, and encourage couples in three key areas. We help couples to develop more effective communication skills. We also help them gain a greater control of their finances so they're no longer living paycheck to paycheck. And finally, we help them to establish a greater level of intimacy. Make sure you tune into our broadcast with other transparent couples from around the world every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. on the Love Love Radio Radio Network. Welcome to the Marriage Can Win Show. We are your relationship experts, Eric and Dr. Sakisha Heilig. Here at Marriage Can Win, we educate, empower, and encourage couples to embrace that marriage can win, especially when you focus on three key areas, improving your communication skills, developing sound money management skills, and enhancing your intimacy skills. And we are so excited. We're going to dive deep into the intimacy part today. Here at Marriage Can Win, you know that our desire is to always connect you with the best experts in their fields. And we have a phenomenal guest expert with us today that's going to be sharing lots of information with us in regards to emotional intimacy. Before we get started, I'd like to invite all of you and your family members to join the show either share it out or start a watch party. Also, if you're not following us on Instagram, we invite you to follow us and we'll follow you back. That is awesome. Today we have joining us Ty Miles and this young lady is phenomenal. She's a certified personal coach, a metaphysician, a best-selling author, an international speaker, and an entrepreneur. So when you say, when you hear me say that women wear many hats, believe that's not something that I'm just saying to be saying. We handle and we do a lot of things. She's the creator of personal development brand, Fierce Her. Okay, I'm sorry, Fierce Her Woman and the founder of Women's Wellbeing Firm. Her mission is to help women be as be well as they do well. She also mentors early stage entrepreneurs to build, launch, and grow profitable businesses with her program, Empowered CEO Mastermind. She uses spirituality, positive psychology, coaching, and neuro-linguistic techniques to help women uh, create powerful changes from the inside out. She specializes in self-love, mindset, boundary setting, business growth strategy, along with manifestation work so she can help her clients create lasting results in life and in business. So everyone that's on the call, if you're watching live or if you're watching a replay, make sure you type replay or or what city and state you're coming from. But let's welcome Ty Miles to the show. Wow, such a powerful introduction. How about that? I was like, is that me? Like, so thank you so much, Sakisha and Eric, for that beautiful introduction. I am so excited to be joining you all live here. I mean, your platform, what you're doing for marriages um, really goes beyond changing the marriage, but actually changing the lives of people. And I am just so honored to be to be here today. I'm very honored. 
Wow. We are honored that you took the time out of your schedule because when you listen to it, you are a woman of many hats. So you've got lots of opportunities. I'm sure you could have been anywhere you wanted to be this afternoon. So we thank you for taking the time out to be with us. And your topic is so is much needed during this time, during this new normal, during this quarantine. Now, I understand the states are relaxing some of the rules. We still have social distancing, but we have to think about the impact that this new normal has had on relationships. And we just really want to dive in a little bit and talk more about um, emotional intimacy because there are so many times when we say the word intimacy, yes. people start immediately being drawn to the physical. And yeah. think, they start thinking sex and we're like, no, yeah. no, no. It's so much deeper than that. So we just thank you for being willing to share with our audience. So let's talk a little bit more about emotional intimacy and how it can impact marriages today. Yeah. So, well, one, like if I, I I took some time to really break down what emotional intimacy is. And to me, it's like a combination of emotional intelligence, like understanding your feelings and how your feelings affect those around you, plus effective communication. So when you bring the two of those together, um, that's how I see and define emotional intimacy. But I think it's like the single most important part of any marriage, any serious relationship Um, Really getting to understand your partner, your potential life partner um, in the non-physical way. Mm -hmm. Uh, It really brings you closer in a physical way, but it it really causes you all to not only be life partners in marriage, not only lovers, but really keep that best friend piece in place. And I think that's so important in any marriage, especially right now. Like you said, you know, in the midst of this pandemic, we're shared to remain place. Um, many, many people are getting to know their spouses in ways that they haven't done so in a long time, um, just being there together. So I think it's the perfect opportunity to um, have this conversation and to really see how um, how they can increase or improve their level of emotional intimacy. OK, so when we start breaking that down. What if, when you consider the fact that there may be some couples that have not necessarily been able to connect on that mo- emotional level? Some are connecting on, they know how to connect on the physical level, but emotionally, they're just not quite there. Can you offer some, some tools or some strategies for couples that might be struggling in that area to connect emotionally? So, first of all, like, so I think the, the first piece you have to understand, or each individual, have to understand like what's keeping them from being open. I think there's two things that keep individuals from being open with their spouse. One is ego. And you would think I'm married to this person, like why would I allow my pride to get in the way? Mm-hmm. Um, on the other side is trauma or hurt, like past mm-hmm. experiences that they brought into their relationship and the hurt, they're in protection mode. And they just, although they've married this person, they really have become calloused to in an effort mm-hmm. to protect themselves. And they don't know if they're really willing to trust themselves, even with their spouse in that way. Um, And so I think one of the starting with just understanding or really observing yourself with when you're with your spouse or when you have certain issues or topics um, that are coming up, Mm -hmm. be aware of your feelings around that. Like really pay attention to your emotions. If you are with your, if you're sheltering in place and, you know, I know a lot of people are being furloughed, you know, finances are tight. So it may cause some friction on how money, this is just for example, on how money is being 
um, spent. And so instead of just not talking about it and allow it to do what it do, one of the things I would say is just pay attention to the feelings. Do you feel frustrated? Um, do you feel unheard? Do you feel in, do you feel not secure in the area? Um, do you not trust the way your spouse handle handle money? And then so once you observe how you're feeling around whatever topic, because it can be any topic um, from there, you have to say, hey, if this is causing me this level of worry, distress or frustration internally, now I have to find an effective way to communicate that to my spouse. And when you're married, like if you can't talk to your spouse, who can you talk to? Absolutely. Like if you can't talk to your spouse, the person that you lay in the bed with, you body up with, like, <laughs> what is the purpose of being in that, that relationship? Right? And so, uh, let, and so some of the other topics, I'm just going to be real open up some of the things that I've been challenged with um, in terms of emotional intimacy in my marriage. I, of course, I come from a background where I had daddy issues. I had man issues because I had daddy issues. Daddy wasn't there. I had man issues. You know, I yeah. grew up with a mom telling me you don't have to depend on the man for nothing, for anything. Right. Yeah. And so I went into this marriage very strong because I'm a very strong minded, strong willed woman. So you're not going to tell me what to do. So mm. we going to work this together, but you're not going to tell me what to do. So even mm. though you can suggest and you can make your plan in the back of my head, I still have mm. my agenda. I have I still have my like hard nose. Like, I don't care what you say. We're not going this way. Um, there have been times where I've seen my husband, you know, interactions on the phone with women from work, texting him. I take those texts a certain type of way. Like, why is she, you know, texting your phone and not contacting you at work? It brings up an issue, an emotional intimacy issue at home. Like, why are you not putting her in place? You know, yeah. why isn't the proper boundary set there? Right. Mm -hmm. um, other issues like I've seen I've, in our marriage, like the mishandling of money, the way that my husband has handled credit cards. I am just like, because I've, I've, I've had to file bankruptcy before. I know what it's like to work so hard to um, improve my credit score, to earn the money that I earn. And so to, there was a part when he would just spend all the money, credit card swipe, 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 and I would have to, you know, take care of the bills. Well, instead of me just being open and honest as to my expectation for him around financial management, I would just suffer in silence, right? But that mm. would that would indirectly cause me to explode, have an attitude. Mm -hmm. That's that's an emotional intimacy issue. Mm -hmm. um, there may be some women that are watching who, you know, even in your marriage, like you you wanna you don't wanna have sex with the lights on. Like oh, that's yeah. an emotional intimacy problem. You yeah. don't want them to see you in your real rawness. That that really rooted back in emotional intimacy. I don't trust you to see me this way. I don't trust you to look at what I perceive as my flaws, right? Um, that's emotional intimacy. And these are just a few issues that I've had to work with, even around sex, like me not feeling comfortable to tell my husband, I like this, or I like that. Or, you, you know, so these are all emotional intimacy problems that I think most, um, most marriages deal with, right? And so... You yeah. know, you 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 hitting it right on the head <laughs> because that's what we, <laughs> you know, that's that's part of like our first book, uh, Marriage Can Win. We 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 come up with what we call the Great Divide in Relationships, and it's typically three big big issues: communication, finance, and sex. And you just hit each one of those <laughs> on the head. So I'm like, wow. 
But you go ahead, baby. What I'm saying is what she's saying is really, really important. If you it think is. about it, like you said, there are many women out there that could be suffering in silence and they don't have these conversations with their spouse before they get married. They just kind of sweep it under the rug or pretend like it's not there, assuming that it's not going to be an issue with within the marriage. But then when you start to spend time or like now you're in close quarters of one another, right. all those layers are starting to be revealed that you kind of have to, to address. And it can be a challenge and they wonder, where do I start? You know, because you've got so much going on at one time, so many past baggage that you're bringing in from the past. Now, how do I begin to to peel back those layers and, and, and share it with my spouse without right. overwhelming him and freaking him out? You know, yes. and it could be vice versa. It could be the husband that has some some past issues. So what is your suggestion to those clients that are in that posture where, OK, this stuff is starting to really, really come up. And I really, I think we need to discuss it because you don't want it to be that thing that divides the two of you. No division. This, this is so good. So that to make this very actionable, um, mm -hmm. what I would first say, it, it's going to require both, whether it's the husband or the wife, to be to be in a place of introspection. And mm -hmm. so really think to yourself, like, what, what have I been hiding um, mm -hmm. from my spouse? Um, what am I afraid to share that, um, I feel like I'll be judged or I feel like I'll be scolded, right? Mm -hmm. um, that I feel like he'll be angry or she'll be angry if I was to express it. Um, I think in any relationship for both parties, male or female, we want to do four things or it's essential that the husband and the wife feel these four ways. And I like to say they want to feel seen, they want to feel heard, they want to feel secure and they want to feel valued. So in what areas have you have you been hiding like how you're feeling in terms of, you know, do you feel like your spouse value you? Do you feel like your spouse really see you? Right. Do you feel like your, your spouse listens to you, but not just listen, but hear, meaning they listen to you and they've been, they are making adjustments and they are, you know, showing you love or engaging with you based off what they heard. Or they are um, they are doing things differently based off what you share. And then yeah. I think the other things like they want to feel, you know, value. Like, do you they want to know, like, do you see the value that I bring? You know, yeah. if I've spent the entire day cleaning up the kitchen and you come home and ask me, you know, why food is not ready. But you haven't noticed that. Wow. Everything is organized. Like I've just spent the whole day organizing the kitchen and you can smell that dinner is on. It's in the progress, but you want it ready on the plate. So I want you to value me in this moment, like show me that you see me and that you value what I've done. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think the introspection is where it starts. Where have you been hiding your emotions? You know, where have something in the past um, that your spouse has done that has hurt you in such a way that you don't know if you were truthful with how it made you feel, mm -hmm. if you will offend them? Because a lot of times we don't really want to offend or make our spouse feel bad. But whatever happened really did hurt us. It really did make us feel bad. So I think starting with a list. So literally take out a sheet of paper and start writing down a list. Now, while I say that, I say this. What builds one house might tear another house down. So yeah. I want you to use this wisely, right? <laughs> you know, you're the, you have to know the maturity level of your spouse before you start talking about these topics. So, yeah. but the first thing is just brainstorm and make a list of these topics. And then maybe you want to bridge. If your spouse is, if you all are not used to having 
difficult conversations or if you don't feel like you're the best communicator um, or you're learning, you may be really just learning how to communicate um, with your spouse effectively. And what I mean by effectively is it's a dialogue, not a monologue. You right. are speaking in a way that what you share is not only um, it's, it's not only heard, but it's, it's an exchange. It's going back and forth. So um, once you make brainstorm and make that list, sort of look at what would be an easy, a low hanging fruit topic. What would be the easiest topic for me to um, share or talk about with my husband? Now, let me give you a framework for this. When you are when you prepare to have the conversation on whatever the topic is, I think it's very important that you give a disclaimer to your spouse. Hey, hon, I've been. I have something that I want to talk to you about. It's really been challenging for me. And, you know, I really want us to grow together. I want us to accomplish all the beautiful things that we want to do together, whatever that is, whatever the thing that they want to accomplish. And so I have something that, you know, I've personally been struggling about how I'm going to share it with you. So right now, um, or when can we schedule a time so that we can talk about this? And so that puts the spouse in the mind frame of, OK, she's, she needs or she or he needs to talk to me about something that's very important. It puts them in that space so they don't feel like they're attacked. They don't feel like, you know, they've been, you know, a, a, they've been cagged. Right. So they're in the mindset that I'm, we're about to have some conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think from there, you just go into I have a framework that I tell my clients. We use it in relationships, period. Um, but at the, that is when you did this, I felt this way. Yeah. That when when this happened, I felt this way, because at the end of the day, it's it's not about blame or trying to blame somebody. It's about every person has the right to feel the way they feel. You got you own the way you feel and how you feel is based off your past experiences. So how I feel has nothing. While I'm saying when you did this, it made me feel that way. I'm not saying that to make you feel bad. I just want you to better understand me and how different situations or different things affect how I think and how you can better help me feel seeing her value and secure in this area. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, so let me just recap for a minute, make brainstorm with the list. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, from there, choose the lowest hanging fruit, chooses the, e- choose the easiest topic, you know, mm-hmm. of them. Right. Then you want to set your spouse up. You want to set the conversation up. Like, when is a good time for us to talk? I need to talk about something. I've been struggling with X, Y, Z. I want I want us to grow together. And I think it's very important that you understand me in this way. Um, and then for um, actually have the conversation, not to blame, but to say, like, really with the mindset, I want you to better understand me so that we can be better partners. We can be better lovers. We can, you know, create the life that we want to create together. Do the things that we say I do to uh, when we exchange vows. I love the way you put that, because a lot of times a man, if you say, honey, we need to talk and they hear those words, we need to talk and their mind just goes all over the place. But I like it. I love the fact that you're saying you can't you can set that framework and you help them to understand you want them to understand you better. So that's to me, that's a great um, way to, to put it and to explain it to your spouse so they don't feel like. Oh, boy, what did I do now? Or what's she upset about now? You're putting them at ease and you're saying, I need you to understand me better. So you're coming from a place of I want to explain something to you instead of we have to talk, you know, and I think that that makes the atmosphere a lot less stressful. What I'm hearing is and this is something that 
we we uh we face a lot of times is it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Yeah. And you you pointed that out, and so that is very important. And I know that with you, it's not necessarily what I say to you, uh-huh. it's how I say it to you. Because if I say it to you in an offensive way, then all of a sudden we go from Lowered uh, high intelligence to lower intelligence. You have to practice our uh, tips on effective communication. So that is very important. That's a good tip. I yeah, like and then that. timing. What I'm also gleaning from what she said is timing is everything. It is. You know, you got to be. I love the fact that you said, when can we schedule a time? Right. So you're inviting him into the space to say, okay, let's set a time where it's going to be convenient for both of us versus uh, we're going to have to talk Friday at two o'clock because of X, Y, Z. Then that opens up the door for for offense and things to come in versus inviting him into the conversation. And then he's having his say. So, okay, well, now he's anticipating it and he's going to be a more active participant because it's like, you know, he's interested in it as well. He doesn't see it as a threat. So I think that's some really, really good stuff. But can you reiterate those four points just for our mm-hmm. listeners? They want to make sure they're being seen. Yes, yeah, seen, heard, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. secure, and valued. Perfect. Yeah. I know a lot of times we're like, I get, you know, our, our, our emotions are high. And, you know, we're like, right now, I need to get this, you know, you can, you know, I need to get this clarified right now. I need to talk to you about this right now. And right now may not be the best time to do that. Yeah, and so that's where we have to try to bring out that high emotion and also we have greater intelligence of what we're saying uh, so we can we can articulate not what we're saying, but how we're saying it. Because if, they can't, if you're not sitting in a way where your spouse can't receive it, what's the purpose of saying it? Right. If you're not saying it in a way that they can actually receive it and then do something with what mm-hmm. you're sharing, then mm-hmm. at that point, you're just screaming to the rooftop. You're just you're not mm-hmm. you're not trying to be heard. So then it goes back to your your true reason is your true reason to go off to blame or is the true reason you're talking is to be heard, to have a better understanding so that you all can get better results. So mm-hmm. it kind of goes back to that. And I think for me, because I'm such a strong woman, and I think yeah. Yeah, you have me, you have both strong men and strong, um, strong men and women. But I'm a very mm-hmm. strong woman. Period. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I can come off very intimidating. Period. And so, uh, for my marriage, a lot of me was I operate in the masculine for so long. I don't, I, you know, this goes back my story of being molested when I was a child, being mm-hmm. raised by a single mom, the conditioning, you don't, you don't, you sh- don't ever let your man know about all your money. You don't, don't you shouldn't mm-hmm. need a man for everything. Always be in a position to pack up and go. Like these are all seeds that were planted. So even when I got married, I operated in that way. Although my husband, and I have a beautiful, beautiful relationship from the very beginning. Those things then just uproot themselves. Right. So when we got married, as we were walking into certain situations, it triggered me back to what my mama said and what my grandma said. Right. And so that strong, masculine, alpha female personality was coming out and it was almost like two bulls. So now it's like two men, you know, with men, you like one trying to force his way on the other. And what I had to learn to do as a wife was to allow myself to be feminine. Yeah. Allow myself to be soft, to balance that out. Right. Yeah. And so for me, it was really um, in increasing my emotional intimacy with my spouse was yeah. all about me learning how to be vulnerable, 
how yeah. me learning how to be soft, me learning how to just lead, being in that space of leading, 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 and mm-hmm. being in a space where I can follow. But that mm-hmm. also goes back to do I feel secure? I told you the every a man and a woman want to feel secure, value, seen, and heard. So that kind of goes to my space was do I feel secure? Do I feel like if I relax in this area and be more feminine, that my man is going to be is if he gonna step up and make sure that I feel secure in that area. Mm-hmm. So it goes back like do I feel secure? No, I'm a lot. I was, as you were speaking, um, I know that it's common that we have and what we call alpha women that are strong and and they're used to because maybe they come from a single parent background and the mother's always playing the role of the father and the mother and they see a strong woman that takes control and is in control of everything. How do you, what tips uh, specifically Mm -hmm. for that can you provide to the viewers? Um, Yeah, yeah, thank you. I think that's a great question. So if there is a wife and I'm going to speak to the wives for a moment uh, who has had that very similar upbringing, because I think a lot of us get some of it, whether you were in a single or uh, a single parent household or whether you have both of your parents. I Mm -hmm. have personally worked with women who they were raised by their mom and dad and mom was telling them the same thing even in a two parent household. And so I think that goes to like how a woman's ability to feel secure and safe. So I think for her, the first part is, what does it take? Like, you have to know, what does it take for me to feel secure? What does security look like for me in a relationship? What does it look like? Right. So what does that mean? Try to quantify that. So does security mean I need my spouse to have a job? Does security mean I need him to have a job that he's making X amount of money because I know how much I make and I know the lifestyle I want to live? Like, you need to get really, really detailed of what security looks like for you. Um, what things, understanding what things threaten your sense of security. So for me, when I was early on in marriage, it was to see my spouse talking flirt, like I would say flirty. He would be friendly, you know, cause he's a very just genuine. He has a very great personality. So although it was innocent to me because of what I needed to feel secure, it looked flirty. Do you see my perspective, the lens I was looking through? And so uh, I was just like, you know, you have to understand what does security look like for you and then what threatens your sense of security. And then having that, having the space in your relationship where you can share with your spouse. I, I always like to say, share with them. Uh-oh. I'm sorry. No, we had a minor glitch. I don't know where it okay. was. What do I need to start back off at? What do I need to go back to? I know we were talking about what threatens your sense of security. Yes. So understanding what what threatens your sense of security. So for me, like I was sharing, is that I felt threatened when I would see my husband talking with certain women. Mm -hmm. So very innocent. He's very personable. But because that's something that was a threat to me, I felt like it was a threat because of my insecurity. Mm-hmm. I had to understand what my th- what what registered as a threat in my mind so that we can then from there, once you know what security is to you, once you know what you see as a threat, mm-hmm. then I think in, especially pre-marriage or whenever, as soon as you can, you need to express to your spouse what what security looks like for you. Mm-hmm. You know, what does that look like? And so you're able to really give them that space in terms of, you know, 
feeling like you can relax yourself. The woman can feel more relaxed and feel more protected and secure that her spouse can not only take care of her on a spiritual, emotionally, emotional, a spiritual level, a mental level, um, a financial level and a physical level that all her needs are going to be met. So that's a very important, especially for an alpha woman that she feels secure with her spouse. Yeah. And when I, when you think about it, a lot of times we bring those into our relationships and unknowingly you bestow that upon your husband. When I think even back to my past and in the beginning of our marriage, even though I was raised by a single mom, my dad had some level, had a, a strong degree of influence in our relationship, meaning that he would pour, he would encourage me in ways of saying, make sure you take care of your household. You run your household. You don't let anyone tell you what to do. You make sure this, you, and then, so I brought that mentality because he was strong. He was a warden at Rackers Island. So I looked, I was like, okay, so he knows what he's talking about, right? <laughs> so I bring that mentality into my relationship and I'm, and then you wind up, unfortunately, you can emasculate your husband because you're kind of, you know, pretty much taking away from him his ability to lead in the household. And we had to learn and we had to have those serious conversations that we tend to try to avoid, you know, and he had to say, he's like, look, you know, there are two of us in this relationship and, and two of us cannot be wearing dresses in this relationship. <laughs> and I don't wear dresses. <laughs> so we have to have those hard conversations. So I want to encourage couples or a wife that's maybe out there listening. Don't avoid those conversations. You can use wisdom, you know, create the atmosphere in which he wants to be involved in it. Schedule that time and talk about it. But just be mindful. Like you said, create a list. But try to stick to maybe one or two topics because as as women, we can go from one topic to 20 topics. And then he's yeah. left the question mark over his head, like where in the heck did that come from? So we right. could try to stay focused so you can come up with the resolution for it. And that, I think, draws the couples closer and increases their level of intimacy because they're able to, to lay it out on the table that this is what's going on. This is how I'm feeling and this is how you can understand me better. Yes, definitely. Now, I mean, you get it. You you said it uh, right on the, the point, and um, and it's really a uh, the perspective of your upbringing, your experiences that formulates, like she said, your securities or your insecurities. Yeah. But that's part of the communication piece is that you have to be able to express to you know your husband, yeah. from the man perspective, uh, what it is that you need. And as if so you can feel security, like she said, you have to express it. You just can't automatically think mm -hmm. that they know what you want. Right. And this is where you got to be vulnerable. And mm -hmm. but we but you know what? We husbands, we do have to create a safe environment. Yes. So our wife feels safe and comfortable to be able to reveal, you know, her inner feelings about what makes her you know, feel insecure or security. Because you, like you said, um, a lot of times in a lot of relationships, a lot of women experience a lot of uh, trauma, whether it being sexual or domestic, or they've seen it in their parents or some form or fashion, and it affects them when they get into a relationship, you know. Absolutely. Let me tell you this. I'm sorry. Um, no, no. You said when they get in a relationship, like creating that environment where they, well, we feel safe. That is so good. I can remember um, it goes back to an instance where my husband had a young lady at his job that she really did like him now. 
I, I wasn't making it up this time. She really did like it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, when I would go into his job, she would like, Hey, Miss Miles. And then she would say some like little flirt. She would look a little flirty away toward my husband. This is real talk, serious thing. And so I noticed that she would text his phone and it was after work hours, right? So I would go to him and I would say, Hey, I noticed that she's texting your phone. If she's calling into work, I want her to call into the job. You're not at job at the job. She can call into your job, right? You're at home and she doesn't need to have your personal phone number. And if she does, it when I read that text, it should only be saying something to the degree of work relation. If I can read anything else into that, I don't feel safe, right? I don't feel safe. And so he, of course, understanding what felt like a threat with me, of course, creating that environment where I felt comfortable enough to share that with him. But as a result of like that one one particular situation, I can remember saying like, if you if she she kept texting, that's what it was. She continued to text because he told me that he had talked to her, but the text continued. And I can remember saying, hey, I've you know, we've talked. There's that. Hey, you hear that alpha? Like, hey, (laughs) (laughs) hey, we talked about this before. And she's still she's still texting. did she not hear you? Because the next step I'm going to do, and I'm going to call up to the job and I'm going to ask for her by name and I am going to talk to her next. So that was like next step. This is what's going to happen. And it still continued even after that. So guess what? I did call up to the store and say, hey, um, I've noticed that you've been continually texting my husband. I'm not sure if he shared with you. He told me he, sh- he shared with you that I don't I don't want you texting. This is me telling you. So that you understand your texts are not wanted. So when you need to call in for when you need something from a manager, you need to contact the store. And then from there, when he gets to work, he will get your message. But do not text his phone again. So he was like, you're being petty, babe. You're being petty. And uh, I was like, no, I'm not. I really need this to feel safe and secure. And he heard me. Like, I, had, of course, it went back and forth. I had to, you know, be... Um, not be too hot headed or not be too uh, too bossy in my in my approach because I wanted him to hear me. But he the, the way that he received me each time with grace, although we had our different we had our heated dis- discussions around our methods of how I handle it and how he handled it um, on the work end. But the fact that he took the time to hear me and he took the time to share back to me what he heard me saying. Um, at the end, we were able to get it to a resolve, a resolve where she stopped contacting him. But also it made me feel like I can trust him and he had my back and that, you know, we learned like, OK, he learned that when I said one time I really wanted to stop being, I learned that, OK, I need to be very careful in how I continue because I wasn't getting the results. So I went, I couldn't just blame and beat him up each time I had to go back, but continue to extend the patience and grace toward him, even as he was integrating and trying to work it out at work because understanding like he had that fine line of work like trying to keep everything together at work while keeping everything keeping me safe and feeling secure at home so i think i know our relationship is better i definitely found out from that situation that he definitely trusts he cares about me he trusts me and he wants me to feel secure and that was the end result but it could have went a total opposite way i could have been a hot hit i could have just snapped on him i could have done a lot of things differently and would have gotten a very different result. That's a normal reaction, though. You know, what were you saying? Now, I have a question. Um, what is your suggestion to a wife that 
may find herself growing frustrated because the wonderful part is that your husband was receptive and he understood how it was making you feel. Right. But sometimes you, you may have a wife that has a spouse or can be vice versa where they, they just may not be getting it. You know what I mean? They may not. They might be like, oh, you're blowing smoke. Oh, you're taking it too personally. What is your suggestion to that particular spouse that's having difficulty getting their spouse to understand is, you know, it's it's making me feel uncomfortable. It's making me not feel safe, if that makes sense. Because you mentioned how you kept extending grace to your husband. So is, should she continue down that vein or what's your suggestion? No, she should definitely not continue down the vein. Like, of course, after you have shared and, of course, you know, share, making sure or having a space where yeah, we, yeah, my right. husband and I, we practice. <laughs> A, it a little different way, especially mm -hmm. when we're having these conversations. If I'm sharing with him something that I feel uncomfortable about, he actually reflects that. He literally repeats those words back to me to let me know that he heard me, right? Um, and so the first time it could be just sharing it, but even in sharing, it's important. Like, even if you ask open ended, like, I know I just shared this with you, but it would really be helpful if you share with me what you, what you think I'm saying. What do you think I'm saying? You know, and so that way, whatever the the spouse says that it lets me know that, OK, they they understand they comprehend exactly what I'm yeah. saying. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so now at that point, I'm expecting that the end result, I'm expecting a different result. Now, mm -hmm. if the th same thing continue, we're going to revisit. So we're not just going to do one thing and go away. We'll revisit it. Yeah. Like I know you share. We talked about this and you said that you understood. However, Yesterday, I noticed you did this or last month. I noticed you did this or this month. I noticed that you you've been spending the same amount of money on fast food that you did last month. We tried. We just talked about, you know, refining our, our budget. Right. Right. So um, I, let me see if I need to explain something different so that we can get on the same page. Or what did you know? What do you feel? What do you feel like? What or why you continue to do the same thing, although we just talked about it. And so. If they, depending on how they answer that question and they explain why they continue to do the same thing, although we talked about this a week, mm -hmm. a month ago, then that's going to give you more insight. So I think the key to like is asking the right questions, mm -hmm. asking the right questions. And so then, of course, after, if you if you do that, I probably do that. You know, everybody has their own personal time for them, what they feel comfortable in putting up with. For me, that's about two or three conversations. But my husband and I also we're best, we've learned to be very effective communicators with this. So we're we're partners in it. We both we both agree that we're going to communicate this way to really optimize our relationship. So I guess that's a precursor, making sure that you and the spouse are on the same page about having a healthy uh, relationship. But then after that, you know, it might be at the point where you need to have someone, a third, you need to have an objective person come in. Yeah. Now this way you need to reach out to a coach or a counselor or a therapist um, around how to move forward because sometimes it takes someone outside of the house to actually bring perspective, not yeah. being on either side, but I'm actually fully hearing both, both people and being able to moderate that conversation. So that's what I think at a certain point you really need to lean into maybe professional professional help. So definitely third party interventions. I do want to say for one moment, we've got some wonderful comments coming in. Anita, thank you so much for joining. Trell, uh, Sandy, uh, Shelly, Fan Fan. So, I mean, you guys have got some amazing comments. And if I did not, okay, Valene, 
So if I did not acknowledge you personally, charge it to my head, not to my heart, because <laughs> I'm trying to to make sure that we acknowledge all the comments that come in. Um, but don't just don't forget to for those of you as you're coming in, let us know what city and state that oh, you yes, are definitely. you're from. Uh-huh. And it, before we uh, before I forget, because this is such a really, really good conversation. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to take advantage of the free gift. If you text the word win to four zero seven two five eight one two four six. Again, it's four zero seven two five eight. One two four six. Text the word "win" and get your free gift. So let's get back to the conversation. But I got a question. All right. Now you started and you mentioned <laughs> that emotional uh, also has to do with sex. So yeah. now I, I want to know about how do you? <laughs> and you look at me when you ask questions. I want to know about how do you set that emotional tone so it increases the passion and the intensity when it comes to your sexual intimacy. Yes, this is very good. This is something that I'm practicing right now. So (laughs) great question. (laughs) So, okay, so this is really good. So how do you increase the emotional intimacy so that you can increase your level of sexual intimacy is what I mean, right? So, man, okay, so for me, I've really had a hard time in this area. Goes back to like my background. I'm a preacher. I was raised under my grandmother. I had my first baby at 16. And so I'm just giving you a backstory. So I want you to really understand my struggle um, with this area. Uh, So a lot of times because I had my baby at 16 and then I practiced abstinence. Some of the things I would tell myself is like sex is bad. Sex is evil. Yes, because remember, I'm in that space where I'm trying to tell myself anything I need to tell myself to not sin, right? To stay on the straight and narrow, right? So I did that for years. And so after growing up with that sort of programming and thinking, when I got married, that I couldn't just click that off like a light. I couldn't just click it on and off like a switch. Oh, exactly. You understand. So here is where this, the marriage bed is undefiled. You can do what you want to do. Please your man. Your man, please you. And here I am thinking like, it. I don't know. This doesn't feel good. God, please. And, you know, seriously, I, I hey, I was kind of jacked up up there. So my husband, of course, us both being very clear on what sexual fulfillment. I always got to start with that. Like what sexual fulfillment looks like. Um, him understanding my background um, mm-hmm. with a lot of things that happened to me, he uh, he took his flow with me. I have I'm I'm a I'm a, I'm a late bloomer with a lot of things. Yes. Um, although I ha- it's so funny. Although I had my baby at 16, when it came to just being intimate, and that was the intimacy. Because yeah. what I did was callous. I disassociated sex from love or sex yeah. from caring. Right. Yeah. And so now I'm in in marriage where. Sex has a different meaning. It really does mean the person love me and value me. And it's a spiritual act where before I I, diso- I had to dissociate that. So learning how to turn all these things back on. What does this look like? So learning, like expressing to him where I felt comfortable, mm-hmm. um, the different things I felt comfortable doing, the different things I felt comfortable saying. Because I'm telling you, Eric, that was a time if he messed up and said a cuss word while we was in the bed together. Oh, you turned me all the way off. You are disrespecting me. I'm not a, you know, I'm not your, like, serious. So yeah. this, this, this affects your sexual intimacy. 
Right. Um, so I had to pee explain to me how saying certain words or you know cursing in the bed how that actually turned him on and so okay how can i get more into that because my goal is to please him so this is the communication this is me being him being vulnerable enough to trust me with what he really wants me being open enough to say hey i love him i want him to be pleased because understanding if, if i'm not pleasing him and his as his wife if there is a door a window a crack a hole or anything yeah. He's gonna look in those directions. What I like right. to say to to meet a legitimate need in an illegitimate way, right? right? Like so, starting back and forth, learning what he likes, learning what I like, learning you know what I feel uncomfortable with and why I feel uncomfortable, learning what he feel uncomfortable with and why. So now we're years in it. I mean, in September we'll be married fifteen years. And so now we're just at a, a point in our marriage where it's about fun and play and we're trying new things. Yeah. And hey, if I don't like it, I don't like it, but let's try it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we've been like some of the things we've done is like really I've been trusting myself to be more flirtatious with my yeah. words. You know? yeah. um, before I felt insecure with, you know having that hot steamy language or with yeah. sexting because that's like emotionally sexting certain things to my mm-hmm. spouse to help prepare the atmosphere for the bedroom or help prepare mm-hmm. you know when we're when we get ready to go on a date like so you know even with role playing I didn't feel comfortable with that because I didn't feel comfortable with myself. So mm-hmm. it's different things that you can do. It all goes back to how much you trust your spouse. Do you yeah. you know I want it I want my spouse to know that I can I can fulfill whatever his sexual needs are. You yeah. know, we can have fun with this. And just him knowing that and seeing my openness with playing around with it, mm-hmm. that alone just it it really yeah, he's excited about it. He's excited yeah. to see me like just that alone. He's excited to see me when he comes in the door. And that foundation just continues to roll over into him hugging me in the kitchen. And then, you know, it continues to evolve. (laughs) Um, I don't know. That kind of speak to what you were what you were sort of asking, Eric. Yes. No, that is. I mean, because a lot of times, like you're saying, um, these things are not taught. And they, right. and you know maybe the women and men don't see it growing up. Right. All they know is the sexual thing. Oh, you know, the right. physical act with no emotion and no, you know, that's the big part. The emotion really brings in the passion, the fun, the joy. Because you, you know, you want sex to be um, pleasurable. You want it to be right. something you, you look forward to, not yes. that you know it shouldn't be painful and it right. shouldn't. Be, <coughs> And the painful can be traumatic in the mind because of something in the past that triggers. So every time you get ready to do some sex, it's like, oh, I hate that. I gotta do it. I just want, you know, you don't want to talk about it. You don't want to address it. It's just it, it, it reflects in the, the physical act, you know. And so that's just something I know that is a big issue um, in relationships. You know, and that's why in our book, we we address those things with communication, finance and sex, because we ourselves had to go through all those different situations with the communication piece, our finances, not knowing how to control our finances so that we don't live paycheck to paycheck and sex. Well, that was the same thing. My wife was very uh, inexperienced. (laughs) That was me. 
Right. So she had experienced trauma in the past when it came to something like that. And so, but I, and I didn't know about it. So, and, you know, and I was expecting, my expect, expectations were mm-hmm. that she's experienced, she know, you know, how to do things and, and whatever. And that was not the case. That's where the big question mark over my head. <laughs> so that's where the communication piece comes in there. But the emotional piece is really what makes yeah. or breaks the, the, the pleasurable and passion piece. And so um, I, that you hit it right on the head. You did. I want to share a little bit more here because I, I think sure. like uh, <laughs> in this particular area for me, I think like being like I hear I see Anita in the comments saying being on the same page. But what what is a good sexual experience for you for years? There will be times where like my husband, I, I, I am one. I think most women, we like to be mentally stimulated. Um, men are, I think, tend to be more visual. So when they see us, they get hiding. For me, it's like more emotional, mental, visual, right? Talk to me, spend time with me, touch me. And so my husband, he is more one like, why do we have to do all of this to do this? Like, I'm like foreplay, you know, let's can we have some foreplay? He's like, wow, like that is just a lot of wasting time before we do what we do. And that shut me off. And so yeah. there were literally times in our marriage when we would not be intimate for months at a time just because I don't like the way you view sex. Like, I, and so I'm not going to have it, not doing it. Like until you disagree that we're both going to, you're going to take your time and give me what I want. And then eventually when we get to the part you like, I'm going to give you what you want. But I'm not, I don't want a one-sided sexual relationship. So right now it's been a one-sided and I don't want no parts of it. Right. And so when he saw that I was really serious about that and under, I had to take some explaining. Like part of this goes back to his childhood and how he grew up and what, you know, how he viewed sex and his sexual experiences. And so him understanding what I needed and, and that gave us the opportunity, like, why do you why don't you like foreplay? You know, I had to ask him those questions and get to the bottom of that. Then we came to a place where, OK, now both of our needs are being met. Yeah. He's slowing down. He's you know, he's building up. He's, you know, affirming me with words. He is massaging me, you know, yeah. all those good things that lead to me being in a place mentally that I can be stimulated and ready physically. Right. Absolutely. And so I think that's that's a huge part. And um, also, I think like that bring it to a point where I think it comes to a point where just keeping keeping it fun, yes. um, keeping keeping the sexual part of your marriage engaging and exciting and a, a thrill. Mm-hmm. Um, so really just finding different ways, like being, feeling open. Like I think that was a time where I wasn't comfortable expressing to my husband certain things or even discussing certain positions and things right. like that. Like, why do we have to hold that back? I used to feel like I couldn't, I don't know. I felt like he would judge me if I was mm-hmm. that open. And so him creating that safe space, like, or me saying, you know, I like, I prefer it like this and I want you to hold me like this and I need to be at this angle. I'm so serious. like, <laughs> <laughs> You know, him learning. So now, okay, this I see. And even that, just to him saying, I see, and I'm going to work at that. And yeah. just saying, like, even in saying, like saying to me that I am going to take the time to make sure that you are ready. Him just saying that as we're, when we're in the act, you know, yeah. um, really help really help prepare me and i think a lot of wives could husbands could benefit from really affirming and speaking it to their wives like 
it's, 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 it was my way of saying or his way of saying to me, I heard what you're saying. Yeah. And it was my way of saying, I see you. I yeah. see you listening to what I said. Right. So, yeah. I think that's important. And for everyone that's listening and I, I'm, Anita, I love all of your feedback. Um, <laughs> and I'm think, what I'm thinking or what I would like to encourage wives to do is to start, like you said, having those conversations. Then you will you guys are setting the atmosphere for one another. You know, like she said, you're going to be giving and receiving, but we need to start having these conversations and to like we like one of our core beliefs is to express what you expect. Right. And having those necessary conversations opens up the door so there's no no misunderstanding on each other's part. What I need from you to feel secure is this. This is what I need to help establish the mood. And then he can then in turn tell you what he needs. And mm -hmm. that's really important because like, you know, with my husband, I'm sure with many other husbands, you come into a relationship, if you're experienced, whether your wife is experienced or not, in your mind, you already know you should, you expect her to understand and to know how to do things. And there could be some wives out there watching that could have been like me, had a big question mark over your head. Like you want me to do what, what is that? Okay. And if you haven't had those conversations then he's frustrated, you know, cause he's frustrated <laughs> because like, there's something that I, a need that I have, but I don't even know how to meet it. I don't even know what that is. I mean, we've been together 26 years. So back then, I mean, Google, it was available, but you know, you never really thought Google, what is, you know? So it's awesome. If you're saying I do to this person, there, there's a lot that you're saying I do too, to these conversations and, and pleasing one another. And you both want to have a happy, feeling, fulfilling sex life. And you want that emotional connection, but you're both going to have to, it's going to require investment of time on both of your parts to do so. So, I mean, I like you hit the nail on the head with that one. I think that was really, really good. I have a fun activity for those who are just up to like how the um, how the emotional I mean, the, yeah, emotional intimacy can affect the physical intimacy. And it's something okay. that my husband and I, we, we challenge ourselves with this. Um, mm -hmm. is to really, you know, create a space and environment where, you know, it's romantic. But then the whole goal is to use your words and touch mm -hmm. and smell, like touch, like without, without the intercourse, the sexual intercourse or the physical intercourse, but mm -hmm. massaging in words, using mm -hmm. massaging and words and sounds and scents to bring mm -hmm. your partner to um, the height of arousal without oh. physical intercourse. That is fun. Oh, okay. Elaborate on that. So if you're if you're together and I mean it could be like just massaging or me whispering certain words in his ear that gets him hot. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, touching him in a certain way, but at no point are we going to physically have intercourse tonight. The whole goal is to test your our emotional intimacy. The whole goal is to use our words. So whether that is like using your sexy voice and certain saying certain things or, you know, whether you're just going to be kissing the ear or kissing the neck or massaging the back, it's just no physical intercourse. Right. There's a foot massage, but the whole time you're affirming them, you're you really making love to the mind in such a way without the um without the physical intercourse. Wow. We need to learn how to make love with your words using the senses. You know, 
you know, you're into feathers, if you're into whipped cream, whatever your thing is, using all of those things, the only thing is we're not, the goal tonight is not to have physical intercourse. The goal tonight is for me to make love to you on emotional and emotional, spiritual, mental yeah. level. Yeah. Like seriously, yeah. it really yeah. takes your physical intimacy yeah. to the next level yeah. when you do it. You might do a rep tomorrow. We're going to repeat this, but we're going to end it with physical intercourse. Yeah. But tonight is all about how far can I get you? How bad can I make you want me? Ooh. But you can't have me, right? You, so it's <laughs> no, like that. This is a great show. <laughs> okay, I can see it now. Kids, it's out at nine o'clock. <laughs> we gotta find a hotel that's not on the quarantine. Exactly, right? <laughs> but it's really yeah. funny it'll challenge you to connect with your spouse in a very different way. Like Absolutely. Way. So yeah. Absolutely. So that's good. Yeah, and it's really good. This, uh, oh my gosh. That's taking it to that's so really different. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, look, we are uh actually oh man, time is flying. <laughs> you gotta tell tell all of our viewers about what events you have, um, your books or, or or what you have, your your coaching process. How can they get in touch with you? Um, what events do you have coming up? What's next? What's next? Yes. Yeah. So thank you so much. So right now, you know, all of my live events are all that's on pause. I've canceled all the in-person events right now. Um, but there's a couple of ways that I would love to have you all support me. One, I have my uh, my forthcoming book, Woman on Your BS, which is belief system coming out very soon. That book is all about helping women break free from people pleasing. Um, helping them to understand how to set boundaries so that they can create the life and business that they want um, on their own terms, not based upon the opinions of other people. So that's going to be another um, very good topic there. Um, I have a Facebook group. So if you follow me on Facebook, um, I would love to invite you. I'll put an invite out there for you to join my private community called Grown and Growing Women. Well, we talk about pretty much anything and everything that affects the lifestyle of the woman, her success. And in terms of if there's some women out there, um, you're looking to start a bit business or maybe you're in business. I truly work with people that have probably been in business zero to five years. So baby, baby to five years in business. And you still haven't quite learned how to connect with your audience. You still haven't quite learned how to, you know, um, connect with converting your audience into some type of income, right? Um, maybe you have ideas about a product. I think all of the issues with us connecting with other people sort of like goes back to how we connect with ourselves. And one of the things I like to do and how I'm different, I, I work, I'm a personal coach and I, I also specialize in personal branding and marketing communication. But a lot of times we can't express ourselves in our business in terms of our personal brand or with how we can actually help someone else because we really don't understand who we are. We really don't have that deep level understanding of our true value. And when the woman doesn't know her value or who she is, she can't effectively connect with someone else and help them see the value of them working with her. And so I go from a very spiritual level um, to the material financial reality level of growing a business. And so if that is you, I would love for you to reach out and connect with me. You can connect with me on Facebook, right on my DM. 
or definitely go to my website. Um, it's up on the screen and, you know, let's schedule a session to talk more. Um, I guarantee you that oftentimes it's not the relationship problem. It's not the business problem. It's really a you problem. And the clearer you get on you and the more precise you know what you want from life, what you want from relationships, what you want from your business, the more you're able to create that reality. And I help you do that. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Awesome. So that is awesome. So before we close, can you give like your number one tip or your number one strategy out there to the couples, the wives, the husbands that are listening so that their marriage can win? Yeah, I think the biggest thing I would say for for any of all the couples out there watching, I my, my highest goal is even more importantly than being lovers with your spouse and being life partners with your spouse, I am so big on being best friends with your spouse. Yeah. So be their best friend. Because if you got a best friend, you can endure anything. You can endure the challenges. You can endure the curveballs. You can endure some things. My husband and I, we have gone through so many ups and downs. But because we are committed to being friends first, it has changed everything. So one simple strategy that I would share is to uh, my husband and I, we have this thing called a best friend card where um, when we're talking about creating this emotional intimacy, where if there's something go com that comes up, whether it's something that's very light or whether it's something like very hard, like a difficult conversation. He, my husband will give me a best friend. He would say, baby, I need to call the best friend card. And I'll do the same with him. I don't have to have any filters. I don't have to try to make it sound a certain way. The purpose is to get it out. You, my friend, in the same way I would call my girlfriend up and tell her about it. When he pulls that best friend card or when I call his best friend card, he has to stand there with me in that raw moment and be my friend. So he puts his husband hat aside and we've learned how to just be friends on a friend level. And that alone has just allowed us to grow in grace with one another, understanding that we are always humans first. We were friends first. Um, and just having that is almost like a hall pass that I can just express how I feel uh, in any area. And you won't be mad at me after we're done with this conversation. That's the thing. You can't you can't hold this against me when we're done with this conversation. Yeah. And it has really helped. It has helped our marriage tremendously. Wow, that is phenomenal. Yes, this has been awesome. I mean, really awesome. Yeah. Talking about enhancing your relationship yes. in, in all aspects, um, yeah. really. Um, so, I mean, all of our viewers out there, if you're just coming in, you need to catch the replay. Go yeah. ahead and catch the replay. And matter of fact, we may start a watch party uh, <laughs> at a later date, but look for this. And now you have... Um, also, make sure you go and, and search for Ty Miles and join her on social media um, and go to her website. Here's her website. Make sure you join with her. That's, that's amazing. I know this has been phenomenal. It's been eye-opening. It's been empowering. So I know just like even from watching all the comments that are coming in, the, the listeners were blessed. So Ty, we want to thank you so much. I mean, from the bottom of our hearts, we've, we've had a lot of speakers come through on this show, but I really, I can say that just there's so much wisdom that was flowing yes. through this and it, it's practical wisdom. So we really, really want to thank you um, for today, for your time. And this has been empowering. So just 
I am grateful. I'm sure all of our listeners, you were yeah, all of our viewers, yeah. also know that we are. Um, stay. Uh, let's keep the conversation going. Yeah. Um, also on Tuesday nights on the Love Radio Network at nine o'clock p.m., you can yeah. also chime in and then you can also call in, um, ask your questions or, or have comments. You can always catch us 24 hour, hours a day or anytime on YouTube at the Marriage Can Win Show and also the podcast. We have a podcast. I think we have about we have about 34 different episodes. Yeah. Just go to the Marriage Can Win Podcast.com and then you can join us and listen to us uh, no matter where you are or while you're working during the day, while you're home. You can either watch us or you can hear us on your, yeah. I, your iPhone. Um, and also on, um, what is that? Uh, Alexa. Alexa will play it for you. <laughs> but again, before we go, we do have that gift. Uh, take advantage of the gift. This is the Marriage Can Win book on audio. Um, just text WIN, W-I-N, to 407-258-1246. And you can download the audio version of our book. And this is the book that gives you the tips and strategies to overcome communication. Finance and sex. All right. So until next time, you guys, be blessed, and we look forward to talking to you soon. Bye. <laughs>